Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. I would like you to say something, Anthony. I guess I'm outvoted. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a microphone, so I have nothing to say. (laughs) The microphone actually gives you words to say. Otherwise, you wouldn't know what to say. The medium is the message. The medium is the message. Exactly. Because you don't say anything at Mass because you don't have a microphone. Only Father John David and the deacons have microphones. See, if you had a microphone, Anthony, you could just take over at Mass. I feel so powerless. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello and welcome back, folks. If you haven't uh, figured it out yet, we actually have four people here today. Um, Austin Farenholt and Anthony Ferguson, who will be listening and maybe giving us a few of his words of wisdom, should the mic allow. And uh, we have uh, myself, of course, Ken White. And we have a special guest today. We have Kyle Glonner. Hello. And he is a... Uh, rock star teen in the high school program, and he is also um, had applied to be on the show through our official application process. Well, you're a rock star. What's your band name? Uh, we're we're still working on it. It's either between it's <laughs> like you know it's like green ladders or like red bikes. We don't really know yet. Mouse rat. Mouse rat. I'll have to also see about that. Parks and Rec. <laughs> So yeah, so Kyle um, applied through our application process to to be mm-hmm. on the show, and we're really excited to have him on the show for our topic today. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> you want to introduce, what's our topic today, Kyle? Um, well, our topic um, is analysis paralysis, which is kind of being being paralyzed and kind of overwhelmed with all the different decisions and stuff you have to make, and almost reason not really knowing exactly where to go, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Like decisions, uh, kind of, I would say both the smaller, like in front of us decisions, right? Like what mm-hmm. do I do today? I think there could be an analysis paralysis there. Oh, definitely. But then also, I think we're also looking in the broader term of discernment, right? So like overall, where is God calling me to be? Exactly. Right? And so, and and sometimes we can get kind of uh, paralyzed by the decisions that we have to make. So Kyle's one of uh He's 18, right? Yes. Looking at different colleges mm-hmm. and stuff. Have yep. you been? Have you decided yet, or is this one of the paralyses? Um, right, <laughs> right now, I feel like this is probably one of the paralyses. I really like um, a college out in Kansas City called Rockhurst University. Um, I mean, the moment I, like I stepped on campus and stuff, I mean, it looks great, great school. I mean, I don't, I haven't gone there, so I don't really know. But I mean, it looked like it was pretty great. Um, but I mean, I've probably looked at, oh man, probably like 10 different colleges. My mom used to do, um, you know, the college counseling stuff um, at the school that we went to in Georgia. And so she kind of like knows all the process and all that stuff. So every like family vacation stuff, she's just like, from now on, we're looking at colleges when we go. So we're able to kind of like look at different options and stuff. So. Right. And it's not, I mean, in our, in our country, we really have the gift of so many options. Right? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> but I'm sure that also is why discernment is near and dear to it's you. Key. Yes. <laughs> right. Cause you have all these amazing options mm-hmm. of where to go and what to study. And of course. <laughs> that, that's kind of one of the, one of the big issues with our country too, is like, is, is the, the freedom of choice that we have. There's so, so many, many options, options to choose from. Well, and I would say not, not so much issue, but a gift, 
but then what do we do with that, you know, right. multitude of gifts? Like, how do we then it, uh, you know, in other cultures and other times, it, it was like, this is what you did because your dad did it, right? Mm-hmm. Or this is what you did because it was the only way you could get food on the table for your family. Exactly. Or this is what you did because your parents said, you're going to the monastery and you're going to live with the monks <laughs> and be a monk, right? Like the, the, the decisions were not as numerous. Exactly. Um, and you just kind of did what, what life a little bit sent your way. Um, so why do you think we get paralyzed? So this idea of analysis paralysis, why do we get paralyzed when we're analyzing something? Well, personally, I think it's – well, I for myself, it's kind of, you know, how am I going to like glorify God and fulfill my vocation? Um, especially like right now looking at colleges and stuff, it's, it's kind of a – big thing on my mind is like I could either go and pick something that will help me in my career and stuff or I can you know just go into the seminary and not have to like worry about like college college necessarily um so I mean besides just those two options there's so many I guess different ways that we can um, glorify God but we don't know how to necessarily Mm -hmm. because you know and and we get stuck right trying to figure out which one mm-hmm. which one will do it the best yeah you know and I you know one thing I read this uh, this book um, it was like a self help kind of book I read it a number of years ago but it it talked about fear um, mm-hmm. and and I think fear plays a big part in the paralysis absolutely yeah oh, yeah oh yeah um, and it's it, it's bipolar fear is bipolar mm-hmm. so it says like. First, and fear, you could say, is the devil. So, like, the devil's sitting on your shoulder, and he's saying, like, okay, uh, if you're going to make this decision, uh, it's got to be the best decision, right? And mm-hmm. it's got to be, like, the biggest and take up everything. Like, this is all you have to do, yes. right? And then you can be like, well, okay, no, that's not true. You know, this is this is one decision. It's not that bad. And then it'll, like, get you stuck, like, well, there's just too many details. There's not enough time. There's too much other stuff going on. You can't actually make this decision. You know, you're who are you to make it in? Mm-hmm. And maybe it doesn't even matter at all. And it's like, well, that's also not true. But we get in this insane cycle of, like, bouncing between. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like it's either everything or it's nothing. Right. You know? Right. And fear is ultimately due to a lack of trust. Right. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. if you're I'm Anthony and I in our Turtle podcast talked a lot about kind of trusting in, in what God has in mind. Um so shout out to that podcast. That was fun, Anthony. Um but yeah. but just that lack of that lack of trust, right? That lack of trust. The the way when I was discerning um my vocation, I was talking with a vocations director, this is when I was living in Idaho, and um he said ultimately a lot of the decision um, a vocation comes down to like w- we have to place trust that the father has love for his children, mm-hmm. right? Like that he loves us enough that he's whatever he's asking is actually what's best for us. And when we struggle like a lot with that kind of decision, um, are are we fully trusting that he has what's best in mind for us? Does that mm-hmm. does that resonate with you at all, Kyle? Yeah, and um, I've. I've been kind of talking to a lot of different people um, recently. I mean, can I talk to you Sunday? I actually talked to my confirmation sponsor um, last night, and it's kind of all this stuff. It's like God isn't going to give you something or have you do something that you're not going to be happy with because ultimately, I mean, he wants to make you happy and fill you with uh, joy. Um, 
So he's uh, a confirmation sponsor. She was saying, it's like, God isn't going to have me be an accountant because I can't math. And, like, <laughs> and she's just like, she's like, I would be miserable. And sure, it's like, I might get better over time, but like, that's not, it's like, it's not what I would enjoy. It's not what I'm good at. So it doesn't make sense for, for like me to torture myself or for like God to put me in a situation where like like gifts and talents aren't being recognized and that's not saying that you know there aren't going to be difficult times and stuff um like in life because because life is difficult but um he's going to have you like use your gifts and what i mean what he's given you um and he's going to give you situations where you can use those Right. I'm tr- I'm thinking of I, I can't remember maybe you guys remember the saint but there's I'm paraphrasing but said like um when when man is who he's meant to be like the world is set afire. Saint Catherine of Siena. That was Saint Catherine mm-hmm. of Siena, right? Yeah, so when like, we are who we were made to be, we will set the world on fire. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where some of that um it's 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 not so much seeking like you know, what makes me happy in the sense that the culture says that, right? Like do what makes you happy. Oh yeah. Um, no. because, <laughs> because <Not> oftentimes <laughs> I think there's confusion over that word happiness, but I think mm-hmm. it's that interior joy and peace, right? Like that interior joy and peace mm-hmm. that really makes you come alive. I mean, Austin, you and I have talked about this, like what aspects of our life really make us come alive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's kind of like, we, we confuse what we, we, I think it's, the discernment process also gets a little tricky because we start to confuse um, what we are supposed to do with who we are, you know, mm-hmm. and what we do does not is not the the essence and the fullness of who we are. Who we are is children of of Jesus Christ. You know, we've been baptized, adopted members into His family, and He loves us. So even if even if he you know we got in an accident, we had our arms cut off, our legs cut off, and it feels like we can do nothing for God, it does not matter. The the doing is not uh, is not nearly as important to Jesus as the being, you know. Um, and so, what's kind of funny, I think, when we get into this analysis paralysis, is that we um, we stop being in a sense. I mean, we still are being, um, not beans, but we're not focused. <laughs> oh yeah, and, human being, not beans. Garbanzo <laughs> <laughs> beans. Um, but we but we start like we get hyper focused on ourselves, and we get hyper focused on what we are supposed to do, and we forget, you know, just how much we are loved. And Anthony's raising his hand and getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I rose my hand so I can get a microphone, but I, I love what you said, Austin, because I think where I find myself paralyzed by all of the options that are out there is when I'm focused on myself. When I forget that my vocation is, is really not primarily about me. It's about, like Kyle said about glorifying God, but also about how is this going to impact the people around me? Like who are the people that God is calling me to love? Mm-hmm. And when I, when I ask God that, it becomes very clear that you know I'm not I I don't feel called to marriage. I don't feel called to love one spouse and one family like and children that come from that relationship. I feel more called to loving a parish, a community, mm-hmm. like large groups of people, you know, and and individually people within that group. I just that's how that's how I believe God has built me to love. And so when I when I in the times that I felt paralyzed. It's like, oh man, like I don't know if I, I don't know if this will be enough. I don't know if this is what I want. I don't know if this is going to make me happy. I don't know. Like it's all about me. Mm-hmm. So when I look out, um, it's it becomes much more clear. Yeah, and and it's 
I, I've had um, spiritual mentors say before, like, if you want to know what you are to do, um, f- you know, for God, give. Yeah. Like, give. Whatever it is, like, do – like, if, if you're single and able, like, go on a mission trip. Right, mm-hmm. like devote yourself in some way to service, and it's in giving your life away. You know, it's kind of the great paradox. It's in giving your life away that you find who you are. You know, what's interesting too is if uh, if you have a habitual sin, um, uh, the best way to get that sin back in your life, maybe not the best way, but I think a great way to get that sin back in your life uh, is to start really focusing on yourself and what you're supposed to do. Oh, mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. man, bam, it just comes back. You know, yeah, and and it's funny, it's tricky because you're like. This is a this is a good thing to think about. You know, this is this is holy. I really have to ponder, you know, what I'm supposed to do and really think about it. And then we start like getting frustrated and uh, and then you know disappointed that we can't figure out the answer. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we turn to that thing that we think will make us happy, and it's that habitual sin. You know, yeah. and we just slip back in. It's crazy how it's so connected. And I think a great example um, as we move, because we're kind of moving into more of the how tos, like what yeah. do we need to do. A great example of this whole discernment process, I think, is Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati, because he actually died at a young age. I think he was, uh, I want to say he was 24 when he died of polio that he had contracted from um, someone that he had helped, one of the poor people he was helping. And he went through his, I mean, he hadn't really, like, in a sense, discerned his ultimate vocation because he never got there. So he had thought about priesthood. He had thought he had prayed about priesthood. He had prayed about married life. There was this girl that he had been writing. Um, and you know, he, he ended up dying at a young age before, before becoming a priest or before getting married, but he had given his life away. He was deeply in love with the Eucharist and he was deeply in love with the poor. And he was constantly like on his deathbed in pain. He was writing lists to his family. Like this poor person needs this, this poor person needs this, like writing down in pain in his bed. And his family didn't even know that he was dying. They didn't know in how much pain they thought he was just being lazy. Right. And he was giving his life away even to the last. And, and to me that that's like, he's the perfect example of like, if we get so hung up on our own, what are we to do? Then, then what if we, and I don't mean to be macabre, but like, what if we like die before that to do happens? Then, then we spend all that time worrying and anxious. That didn't happen. (laughs) Right. And we gave up all those opportunities to love. Mm -hmm. Right. And you and I have talked about this, Kyle, because you, you know, you, you're trying your best to like be there for your friends and be there for people. Um, and, and really just live your faith here and now, which is just such a beautiful thing. And that's, it's a good thing for all of us to focus on, I think. Um, so let's move, let's like, cause we're kind of talking about practical things here. You know, one of those things when it comes to discernment is give, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Don't get so focused on what you are to do that like each day you're missing those opportunities to love. What, what else would you say Kyle would, would be like another thing to do in discernment process? Well, um, this, this past summer we went to, uh, Steubenville, Atlanta and father Mike Schmidt was saying, um, to the guys for their discernment process. Um, you know, it's like be, be close to, um, our mother Mary, and then also, you know, spend plenty of time, um, with Jesus either like in prayer, um, in adoration, um, just, I mean, the more you come to know him, the more you kind of see him working in your life and you're able to hear his voice. And also, I mean, kind of like giving your life away, um, to serve and guard those who who we love and all that kind of sounds abstract but if you um 
I mean, the Marian consecration is something great that you can do to get closer oh, to yeah. your mother. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I mean, going, you know, going to mass and stuff on Sundays or like going, I mean, even like to the thirst stuff on Thursdays, that's a great opportunity to spend time with Jesus kind of like, not like out of life, but kind of like away from like the daily distractions and stuff. You're and, talking about adoration, right? Yes. The, the yeah. Thursday, mm-hmm. once a month adoration. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then like to serve and guard, I mean, you know, you guys have said it plenty of times, but um, St. Therese and it's like do small things with great love. So, I mean, if that is, you know, cutting the grass, put dishes away, uh, you know, helping out with dinner or something like that. Small things, but you do them um, not because like you're asked, but because you, you love the other person, like you're trying to help them out. And then also guard you know you need to first guard yourself from you know what the world is like offering and saying like what like will make you happy or like something um or yeah and that kind of goes into like um the habitual sin you were talking about right mm-hmm. so the piece that you're saying is like you've got to guard yourself against the world and i think that you know against the the bad things that the world offers yeah. and i think that's what you were kind of referring to is like that habitual sin that can come up and really distract us right from from discernment from from not just discernment but being present to what god has for us each day and i think mm-hmm. probably one of the the very practical elements of that is uh is the virtue of prudence right so um so prudence is is doing what is right in a given moment, um, and and I, uh, I one of the, our previous principals told us once. She said, um, "When the prudent man knows what should be done, he does it immediately." Um, and that's kind of an element I think maybe it sometimes gets forgotten in discernment is um, is this this idea of prudence that when something comes up and we rationally know the right decision that should be made, we should do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so maybe that habitual sin comes up. Well, we know that that's not right, and we should run from it. And so we should do it. Um, there's these great. There's this book that I've uh, I kind of read intermittently um, called The Life of Jesus Christ. It was Visions uh, by the Venerable Anne Catherine Emmerich. None of these are approved by the Church. Disclaimer. Um, so they were private revelations. Uh, but there's some beautiful stories. She saw a lot. Supposedly saw a lot of the life of Jesus and the whole creation of the world is really fascinating, but again, not approved by the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are not, you know, definite, but some of the imagery is helpful for me. And one, um, she was shown this vision again, supposedly of, uh, the flight into Egypt of Joseph and Mary. Um, and they're going into Egypt and they get, um, they don't have any water. And so they stop at one point and Mary just cries up to heaven and says, you know, uh, we thirst, you know, we're thirsty. And then a spring comes up out of the ground. Um, oh, you know, she has this amazing faith. Um, and Joseph, it's so amazing. As soon as the water comes up, he like grabs a tool and starts digging out a, um, like a little ravine for it to go and starts making like a pool. He just gets to work. You know, he doesn't go, go in awe and start like drinking and lapping it up. He actually makes a pool for his family to drink. Mm-hmm. He just gets to work. And it's that idea of service that we've been talking about, of looking at the other. Um, that something happens and then he he immediately starts working. You know, he doesn't say, oh, the water's coming up. Oh, that's great. Um, I'm waiting to see where we're actually going to be going because we're just walking 
and heading somewhere. <laughs> That's nice that there's water, but I'm I've got I got bigger things to think about. You know, mm-hmm. he addresses the thing right in front of him and does it immediately. Yeah. So so we have some. You have a thought, Anthony? Sure. Uh, yeah, and applying that image to our like daily discernment, but also like vocational discernment. Let's say like the spring that wells up is that like you meet a a beautiful girl or a young man and you're like, Oh, thank you, God. Okay. Now you have to do something about it. You have to ask them out. (laughs) Like you actually, you have to build the trough like Joseph did and like, you know, take a step, like make a decision. Mm -hmm. Like God isn't going to be like, Oh, you know, I'm just going to whisk you away and, and make everything work out great for you. You have to make a decision and actually move forward on something. Or if you're like, if you're in prayer and you're like, Oh God, like I, I feel, I feel so called to the seminary and it's like, Oh, thank you for this spring of, of beautiful prayer. Okay. Like reach out to your pastor, talk to the vocation director, you know, find out what is the next step. If that's really what God's calling you, like God isn't going to just magically make this stuff happen. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the the reality. And maybe that's where the paralysis comes in. Cause then you're like, Oh man, was that really God? Or is this just my like imagination? Like, I don't know. And then you start like torturing yourself instead of just taking that small step that you know that you can do, which is free and free of pressure and like not, not the end of the world. If it's not the absolute perfect step you could make. Yeah. My, uh, my uncle Bryce, shout out to him. He, uh, he gave me some really good, just a quick one liner with that. He said, uh, God cannot steer a parked car. And I've always liked that image. <laughs> like yeah. you have to, you have to move, you have to go a direction. Um, and that's a lot of what my, you know, discernment story was about was like, okay, God, I think this is what you want and going that direction. And then the door closing and then, okay, God, I think this is what you want and going that direction and the, either the door closing or a different one opening. Like it was just, you know, it, that's a lot of my story is like, Going one direction and then and then God make steering me to the mm-hmm. right place. And obviously we want to take time. We don't want to just be like, okay, action, 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 action. Like you need to take time in prayer. <laughs> there needs yeah. to be a discernment time. You right. can't just act on everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's true. It's true. Yeah, there are the decisions that you know and you can you can put into action. And then there are those you really have to think about. And and vocation in particular, I think, is one that you really should think about. Um now, my discernment to get married was uh, was kind of unusual, um, or maybe it is more usual, not the holiest of routes necessarily. Claire made me food for the first time, and I ate it and discerned that I want to eat this food the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you recall what that meal was? <laughs> it was, I think it was chicken piccata. Man, it was so good. Ooh, it was so good. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> I piccata marry this lady. <laughs> oh, wow. Pun. He's oh, got puns. Was it a way to a man's heart is through his stomach? So there <laughs> yeah, you go. I Claire mean, knew what to do. Yeah. That's right. That's great. Um, no, but I think I think one of the things that uh, like th- there's kind of a few things, particularly with the bigger decisions. You know, where where to go to college, whether or not to take a new job, um, uh, whether you should get married, or whether you should marry this particular person or join this religious order. Or, you know, there's so many so many big decisions that really set you on a trajectory for the rest of your life, and these have to be discerned. Um, and one way that – I mean there's, there's kind of a few practical things. The first is you really – before you can give some really good thought and prayer to this, you got to be in a good disposition. You know, if, you, if you're disconnected from God, if you are in a state of desolation or separation from God, either brought on by, you know, by mortal sin or just, uh, just not feeling God's presence – 
you know, there there are times of dryness and times of sweetness in your your walk with God, and some of it's not even our doing. It's uh, it could just be Jesus kind of giving you a period of 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 quiet from His presence, and those are not good times to to discern. You know, in those particular times, you should continue doing what you have been doing. Um, and we could do a longer podcast on this, probably the discernment of spirits. Um, there's a book, an Ignatian guide for everyday living. That's great on these little discernments. But I think that that's important to say is that, um, that you really need to be in a good place with God to discern. Uh, and one thing that might be good for us to talk a little bit about is, okay, now we've got this process, you know, we want to decide something big. Um, how do we go about that? And I personally have found that the imagination is incredibly helpful in this process. Um, and I don't know. Uh, I mean, I can give you just some thoughts that I had on it. If you if you guys have ever done this before, too, please say something. But um, one thing that I, I like to do, and a priest told me to do this once, um, and I've since done it a number of times, and it's very helpful, is if I get really excited about an idea or something I want to do, I will go into a quiet place. And I will take this idea. Um, and first I'll prayerfully consider it and say, Lord, my desire is to be closer to you. That's what I want. And so I will take um, uh, a day in this new life that I'm considering. So maybe it's a day in uh, this university I'm applying to or a day in a new job. Um, and um, just to let everybody know, I'm not thinking of leaving Mount Carmel anytime soon, so don't worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll, I'll take that situation, and then I'll just I'll just live out a day in my imagination, and imagine very realistically how much time in that day did I have for prayer? What were the encounters that brought me closer to you? What was the circumstance like? What was the environment like? You know, and then I might compare that to where I am now or to another option and just say, at the end of this process, which one brought me closer to you, Lord? Um, that's given me a lot, of, a lot of peace when I go through that because then I can say, okay, I think just from my imagination and from a prayerful thought about all of this, um, it looks like this particular option is going to bring me closer to you, Lord, mm-hmm. um, with that end in mind. Yeah, I think I think that can be a very powerful aid. <clears throat> I think also, though, to go along with that, you need good people in your life to direct you, right? Like a spiritual director or um, a good friend that kind of knows you too, right? And yeah, can kind absolutely. of like sometimes bring you to reality as well, because that can be a really helpful thing. Um, but if you're if you're like me, who's a personality ENFP that likes to dream big, right? Sometimes I need someone to draw me down <laughs> me and too. say that's a yeah. great <laughs> that's such a great idea. But like, Ken, look at the practicalities, right? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. and and so you need you need both, and that that. Um, and the disposition, like you said. So kind of like looking at all the different things we've talked about, because I want to get, Kyle, a few of you, like what has been helpful in all of these kind of bullet list items that we've talked about. We've talked about giving, mm-hmm. giving of yourself every minute, right? We've talked about a, a proper disposition of the heart. So um, trying to stay out of, of, you know, obviously grave sin and then trying to grow in virtue. We've talked about uh, prayer and different ways um, in which to pray, both both being reflective and then also the imagination and mm-hmm. allowing that to aid us and that, that interior peace and joy that we might find from prayer. Um, we've talked about having someone good in your life to help kind of balance things off of them. Um, and and also the, the point of like doing, taking an action, not just sitting on it. So what, what of all these things, Kyle, that we've kind of gone through, do you feel has been helpful for you or, or, um, 
Well, I mean, it, of course, it's all been great. I think the um, action is something something big that people don't always do either, you know, because they either don't feel that's right or like, um, I mean, asking someone out, that's like always like a big like step uh, for discernment and stuff. Um, is that like fear of rejection and stuff. And I've been recently listening to a lot of talks and stuff and it was either, um, I think it was uh, Jason Everett. He said something about, um, you know, like if you really care about this person, if you really, um, if you love them, that you'll be willing like to risk rejection um, from them. And Mm. it's, you know, it's like, it's not, it might not always like, like be a you thing but it's um i guess it's just how how you feel that god is calling you to act and if it's like a straight up yes or no then i mean you gotta take that with i mean that's kind of god be like 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 it's you like it's not the right person it's not the right time like it's there's a reason for everything um so the action um, serving and prayer, those always, um, I mean, for me are helpful. I mean, probably for you guys too. Cause I mean, you guys both have families and all that stuff who, you I mean, you guys, I mean, probably do a lot for, <laughs> so, um, sometimes not as willingly as we should, but <laughs> my wife does a lot more for our family. <laughs> she's, she's the saintly one. I want to share too, just a, uh, um, there's a part in the, the spiritual dialogue of, uh, St. Catherine of Siena that, that I think is really neat. And it's something that could be debated and I have been debated on it. Um, again, this was private revelation to St. Catherine. Um, was is this idea of vocation um and god told her i can't remember where it is in the book but i remember reading that uh it doesn't matter to him as much which one we choose so whether it's religious life uh you know the priesthood or um or married life he is far more concerned with uh with us living it obediently and virtuously, mm-hmm. you know, us living it in such a way that brings us closer to him. That that's more his concern for us, uh, which I think when I read that, it gave me a lot of peace that, Oh, okay. Uh, he's more concerned with me loving than what I'm doing, <laughs> which yeah. is like, well, yeah, that, that seems kind of obvious, mm-hmm. but we forget it all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot of peace in that. Uh, yeah, like the primary vocation that each of us has is to be holy, mm-hmm. right? To become is. saints. And then and then, you know, um I had a vocations director explain it. There's it's like a three-tiered wedding cake. You have the call to holiness, which is the base of the cake, right? Like we're all called to be saints from our baptism, we got to do that. And then the next is like our 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 call um as far as like marriage or um religious life. And then the top is actually like job career. Right, and so we spend so much time discerning the top piece, mm-hmm. but then we forget about the most important piece, which is becoming saints. And then from there, um, so it's it's sort of like that we're called to love, um, where we're called to love, or how we're called to love, and where we're called to love is kind of the three. So we got to focus on the love piece. So, Amen. But this has yeah. been this has been awesome. We've gotten gosh, we've 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 covered a lot of areas of vocation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we could talk been, for another half hour. Yeah, I yeah, know, really. man. We need a part two, huh? <laughs> but Kyle, this has been awesome to have you on. And well, I'm um, happy that you guys had me on. I mean, 
Yeah. Is- and I definitely encourage our listeners, uh, particularly those at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, um, to go on our website, vichiminum.org, and apply to be on the show. Um, uh, we don't always necessarily publish everything that we record. We've got archives of, of what we call junk that Ken and I <laughs> and Anthony recorded <laughs> that we don't publish. But we, you know, this is a great media medium to, to evangelize, we mm-hmm. think. And so we want you, um, our parishioners, to be able to get on the show and speak about something near and dear to your heart, which for Kyle is discernment. And praise God, it got us thinking about it too. So it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. And and if you appreciated the podcast, if you're enjoying it, please share it. Share it uh, with others. Share it with family, friends, other parishioners. And um, be sure to, if you can, write us a review. Um, it, it helps us out. It gets our listens out there um, and, and makes it more public for people. So so definitely. And shoot us an email at, uh, at vichimundum1633 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and uh, and get your thoughts on the podcast. Um, and please pray. Pray for our ministry. Pray that uh, pray that it is useful in the way that God wills it to be, and that uh, we discern properly God's will <laughs> for the podcast. So thanks again, Kyle, for no, being no on problem. board. Thank you, and you guys. Um, Austin. Always good to to be with you. And so, uh, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray, pray for, for us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters alone, and do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia, or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. This podcast is presented to you by individuals who are not all necessarily experts in the field of discussion, but are answering the call of the new evangelization and sharing the love of Christ with you. God bless you.